Hey guys, welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I talk about anything and everything. And I did not start out wearing the sweatshirt, but I destroyed the other shirt that I was wearing. So here we are. Let's go. Welcome to Rage Talk and an outfit that I felt like you needed to see. This is what I'm going to call obnoxious loungewear. And if you recall from a recent episode, Nicole on my team asked me to wear a dress and I had three dresses and I've worn them all on Rage Talk before so I didn't want to repeat. Had she asked me to put on luxury loungewear, the options would have been infinite. I recently, for my birthday, bought myself some pajamas. Now, maybe you're saying, wait a minute, wait a, wait a, wait, 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 wait a minute, Rach. I know you and you told us that you don't buy new clothes. You're right, I don't buy new clothes unless it's one chonies. Workout clothes and pajamas. Basically anything that someone else's junk has been in, and if your junk's rubbed inside that, I don't want my junk rubbing inside that. You know what I mean? So for my birthday, my birthday was in January, I decided to buy myself a gift and the gift that I bought myself was fancy jam jams. And I went to the store, this is not an ad, it's not. And it is expensive, remember I told you luxury, and it was my birthday gift to myself, but I do really like this brand. So even though it's not an ad, I do really like this brand. It's a brand called Lunya. I hope I'm saying that right. Years ago on Instagram, I got served an ad for this, these like silk pajamas. And they were silk pajamas that you could wash. So it was like washable silk. And I was like, that's interesting. And I bought them on a whim as a gift for myself and actually really love them. And I've worn those pajamas forever. So for my birthday, I said, I'm gonna go back to that store. I'm gonna get myself another pair of whatever. And do you know what? Have you ever been in like a state Meaning like you're in a like a heightened state, it's your birthday or you're excited to shop or maybe you had some wine with your girls or whatever and you go shopping and then you buy something that maybe you wouldn't have bought if you were in your normal frame of mind. That is the outfit that I'm wearing for you today, okay? Because I want this outfit to work on me. I want it to, but it's, it doesn't. And that night is so, uh, now just real quick, side note, it's like butter. It's like wearing a suit of butter. Butter. I don't know why I'm really weirdly rubbing my leg. I'm sorry, Jack. The issue is the wide leg, okay? I want to be a person that can rock a wide leg. I was a teenager in the 90s. It was a thing. I want it to be my thing. I'm in the store. It's my birthday. I'm buying myself pajamas. And I say, you know what pajamas you're going to get? Wide leg. And I asked the sales girl, I'm like, is this crazy? And she's like, no. Those are my favorite. I wear them every day. I wear them to the grocery store. I wear them. Now, She's six feet tall and her body is this big, so it looks very different on her than it does on your pal Rach. But let me just, I'm gonna, here we go. This is what we're going with, right? And they have pockets, right? But I think, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I'm 5'2". This is not, but, but I was committed. And I wanna be the wide leg girl 
so I'm committed. I bought these as my birthday. You are looking at the birthday gifts that I bought myself and they look ridiculous, but I don't care. And so they needed a chance to be out in the world and here they are. Then I was like, okay, if I'm gonna show you some delicious loungewear, maybe it's like a moment. It's cold where you are. Maybe you need a little something or maybe you just need to see how I invest in loungewear to feel better about your choice to do so. Because honestly, I live at home. I work from home now, hashtag COVID, hashtag is it still 2020, I don't know. And I like to wear cozy clothes. I'm not wearing jeans unless I'm going on a date or we are shooting this show. That this is the only time I'm putting on real clothes. Otherwise, I'm in sweatpants or lounge, a lounge moment. Do you wear jeans at home, like when you're at home? I feel like you live in the, you sleep in this outfit, I bet. Oh, I bet. Okay, so I want to show you a couple of things that I love in the loungewear category. Maybe you didn't know you always needed. First of all, not an ad. I don't have ads on this show. Maybe someday someone wants to send me free pajamas, but for right now, there's just things I love. Okay. Well, that one I got a stain on, so let's go here. Highly recommend. These are slip-on Uggs, like Ugg house shoes, and they're knitted, which is really cute, and they're then they're fuzzy, well, that's delicious. But what's really cool is these are like hard. So when I had to take out the trash the other night, which at my house was like walking very far to the end of the driveway, because uh, I live out in the country, I did, I wear these outside all the time. So highly recommend the Uggs, I've had these for years. I really wanted to include this because someone got me this as a gift and it is delicious. This I think is, yeah, this is Barefoot Dreams, which is also I think pretty, um, I think it's a lot of money, uh, but it is. Oh, Jack, there's like a little weight to it, okay? So it just, it's like, I'm not saying it's a weighted blanket, but it's delightful. Here's what you don't even know. Can you get, can we? It's a poncho. It's a blanket poncho with a wide leg pant. There she is. Here she is, everybody. This is the warmth you need. This is. <laughs> delicious, okay? Delightful, delicious. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I always, it's always thrown over somewhere in the house in the winter time because I'm always cold and I have this and my kids steal it from me. It's just, yes, please. Okay, last thing. Now, you know what, this isn't even gonna have a real shot because of the wide leg pant. The wide leg pant's gonna throw it off, but I have a collection of these in multiple colors. This is the only one I have that's like, goes all the way to the floor. But, basically, I tend to wear a lot of like, as I said, sweatpants, lounge, whatever. And I feel like adding a little kimono on top just makes it look, like, oh, she cared. Like, yes, she's sloppy, but she's also a hippie. Or yes, she's sloppy, but she's also gonna go cast a spell later. I don't know. And I feel like if we were really gonna do this, Jack, we would go here. Jack, do you know that if you wanna get a perfect top knot, you actually can't look in a mirror? Do you know the rules? No. Top knot rules are you don't look in a mirror. If I look in a mirror, it looks hideous. If I don't look in a mirror, Maybe it still looks hideous. Can you show me what I look like right now? 
Hello. Can you tell me what's happened since last week's session? Also, I didn't for sure look at myself in the monitor before we started taping the show and I just realized how blousey this whole situation was. So, you know, it's, it's like um, um, a rug with a head. It's okay, it's fine. But how about that top knot, Jack? The higher the hair, the closer to Jesus. Can I tell you actually that I spied this, I got this at Free People, when I moved into this house actually. Frankly, I was going through a divorce, I was moving into this house, and I really, I had seen this at Free People and I really wanted it. It was like $100 or something and I was so conscious at the time of like, I was gonna be on my own and finances and I like didn't, it's like a whole thing. I actually just did a podcast series about money and the mindset surrounding money and one of the things I talk about in the show is how your mindset when it comes to financial situations really affects your ability to save money, to earn more money, or to self-sabotage. And so I had a lot of fears surrounding money and finance. And it was one of those things where like, for the longest time, I didn't buy this, because I was like, I'm gonna run out of money. It was so wild because I could look, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this and if you haven't, it's probably not gonna make sense to you, but if you live in a scarcity mindset around money, then even if you look in your bank account and you're like, we're good and I have a, you know, I have a good job and money's gonna keep coming in, I like, I hesitated and I know this maybe sounds silly, but buying this, this $100 thing from free people, which $100 is a lot of money, but I was like, I'm gonna have this for years and years and years. Like there's no reason for me to ever get rid of this thing. But also it was sort of representative to me of, I know it sounds silly, but like having faith in myself, having faith in God, having faith in the universe, that I would be safe, that I would be financially secure. And it was the simplest thing. It was like the only thing I bought myself in that process, but that's what it represents to me. And I think of that whenever I put it on. So might sound silly, but the clothes that we wear, whether it's pajamas or what we're gonna go on a date in or, you know, the scrunchie that you use to do your hair, whatever, like, it all is, it's all a representation of how you feel about yourself. Maybe not for everybody, but I think that the clothes that we put on is a form of self-expression. And if you're feeling like you're in a funk or you're feeling like you're sort of missing a piece of yourself or you've lost a piece of yourself, it could be really powerful for you to go into your closet and choose based on how you wanna feel. Not how you wanna look or what you think you're supposed to wear, but, but how is it that you wanna feel today? And is there anything in this closet that can make me feel the way I wanna feel? I told this story in Girl, Wash Your Face. I wrote a book called Girl, Wash Your Face years ago. And I told the story about after my second son was born, I had really bad postpartum depression. And it got worse and worse as the weeks went on. I had um, his brother was um, still under two years old and I had a newborn baby and I felt like I just sat around all day and breastfed. I just can't, like, I just, I remember crying and just feeling like, I felt, I have this sounds crazy, but I just, I, I felt like a cow. Like I was like, I, I'm like a cow that someone's milking. Like my only, my only purpose here is just to like be milked. And I, my mind wasn't well at the time because I had depression and I didn't realize it. It was the silliest thing in the world, but it worked for me. 
I didn't, no part of me felt like myself. My body didn't feel like my own. My life didn't feel like my, I just didn't know any. And then one day um, I was watching Bravo because that's what I did. I breastfed my baby. I watched Bravo. And it was back when, I don't know if you all remember, um, uh, the Rachel Zoe project was really popular and I really liked it because I liked the clothes and Rachel Zoe always wore these big chunky rings and I thought it was so cool like she always had these rings on and I thought it was so amazing and I had one like big cocktail ring that I had bought like from Target but it was like chunky and big and it kind of looked like something she might wear and the next time I was in my closet I saw that ring and the thing was, I couldn't fit into any of my clothes because I had just had my second baby. I couldn't even fit into my shoes. Everything was swollen, but I could wear that ring. And I remember putting that ring on and I would, I would be a mess. Like I hadn't showered and I would be wearing pajamas, but not as nice as these ones. And I would sit there, but I would wear that cocktail ring. And I would look down at it as I was breastfeeding and it would just help me remember that there was a version of me that wasn't in bloom right now. I think when we're in those harder seasons, when we're in, um, when we're feeding babies or when we're pregnant or when we're going through grief or going through loss or going through change, we can sometimes be really hard on ourselves because we're not in bloom, right? Like, um, in the winter time, if you look out in my yard right now, everything's kind of dead. Because uh, that's what it's supposed to do in winter. Kind of goes underground and it's not in bloom. But eventually you'll get through the season, we'll get through the season, and the season that follows winter is spring. And so what I was wearing when I was wearing that ring was a reminder that there was a version of myself that wasn't in bloom now, but maybe would be someday. And so it's just worth considering if you feel like you're in a bit of a rut or if you feel like you're in the midst of a winter, maybe there's something that you can put on to remind you that spring is on the way. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's a bad transition out. That was like a beautiful moment. And then this is how my brain works though, as Jack knows. And my boo, my poor boo. I mean, he's fine. He's living his best life. He's with me. Lucky him. Yay. This man is so quiet and like centered and calm and like doing yoga and like being whatever. And then I swear he's got at least once a day, he's got to be like, how did I end up with this person who never shuts up? I just, I talk so much. And I was, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, you know what? He really doesn't ask me questions. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna talk to Boo about this. Like, I remember when we were first dating and we played this question game. And, okay, hold on, hold on. Jack, this question game is why I have a love. It's why I am in love. It is why, it is how all this, hold, I can't believe I've never talked. Hold on, I gotta find the question game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wide leg. We're playing this question game and I'm literally out of breath. That's embarrassing. Oh my God. Okay. We're playing this question game and then one of the questions was, what's something you want to know about me? So basically the idea behind the game is this box of questions and how we played it was we pull a card 
but then we both had to answer it. So one person would read and the other person had to answer. And the question was, what do you want to know about me that you don't know? And this gorgeous human, because he's so romantic. It, this gorgeous human looks at me. The question is, what do you want to know about me? And he says, everything. Hold me. Hold me. Hold me. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Are you kidding me? You melted, right? This is everything. <laughs> Fast forward. The other day, I'm like, you know what? Remember that time that he said he wanted to know everything? But he doesn't really ask me questions. I mean, how's your day, baby? And like, how are the kids? And what happened at work today? He asked me a lot of questions, but he doesn't ask me like soul searching, How's your heart? What's the first concert you ever went to? Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't ask me those questions. And I'm thinking, what on earth? This man said he wanted to know everything. And I feel like he's barely scraping the top of the bucket. And then almost immediately from my spirit or from a spirit guide or an angel, whatever was like, when, when is he going to ask you a question? When? When will he slip a question in? When He's just over there like, Lord Jesus, give me the strength to be present long enough for her to run through all the things she wants to talk about in a day. You know, this is, this is the energy that I bring, okay? And I learned a long time ago that if someone doesn't like my energy, that's okay. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But that doesn't mean I should lower my energy for anyone else. And he loves my energy. He's just never going to be able to match it. I mean, who could? Who do we think could? Richard Simmons. I say let's start sweating! <laughs> okay, that's who it is. That's who came to be right now. Okay, so imagine if you will, my friend and I, because remember, I don't even know if I told you the story. So we were just friends, right? But they were playing this question game. And over the course of this question game, we many weeks, we'd like, I'd take them when we'd get wine or whatever. It was just a fun thing to do. We absolutely fell in love over this game. No joke. The, the game is called the, the and, I guess. Oh, it's called Skin Deep. So it's like more than skin deep. Again, how did I find this? Instagram ad. Instagram's got me, man. They have got me. Okay. So some of the questions, there's like different categories. I just want to read like a couple, Jack, just to give people an idea. Um, so this question is, how do you feel about the last time you made a compromise for me? Now, here's what's interesting. When we first did this, we had just met each other. And so the, it was like funny because it would be like, oh, the last time I made a compromise for you is we went to this place instead of this place on our date, right? But if you've been with someone for a decade or now we've been together for a year, that question would be different. Or that answer would be different. And that's really cool because as you evolve as human beings, the answers will always change. Ooh, I mean, these are, by the way, these are, don't do this if you're unsure. Maybe do do this if you're unsure. It'll push you right over the edge. Um, also, I heard, by the way, speaking of that, I had no idea, but I was asking Nicole earlier today about the podcast, and she was saying one of the episodes I did, like, went bananas like so many people downloaded it and I never ever expected that the episode is called signs that your relationship is in trouble so I did this episode 
holy crap, a lot of you are really into that. So if you, FYI, are concerned that your relationship might be in trouble, I did an hour-long episode about my own marriage and things that happened inside of it that should have been red flags to me that I didn't see. Um, so if, if that might be helpful to you, or maybe you just want to hear, maybe you're single, but you want to be conscious of things when you go into the next relationship, check it out. And if you want to experience that podcast yourself, you're in luck. Stick around because I've got a bonus segment coming up for you next. You can give it a listen. And if it feels like it's something that you need to take a deeper dive on, you can head on back to the original episode and consume the whole thing. How do you think having children would or has affected our relationship? Um, let me find, there's also some that are like a little sexy. Oh, here's one about money. What about my relationship to work would you like to change? It's really, it's a really good thing. Now I can't find any sexy ones, of course, but there are some in here where you're like, uh oh, that's embarrassing. But we're not embarrassing. If you're comfortable with yourself and your body and whatever, it's not embarrassing, it's like normal. But anyway, guys, highly recommend. Should we take some time to learn? Okay, so I've talked about this book a ton and I wanna make sure that you guys hear about it too because I get requests all the time for what to read next or what books are helping me and this is a book that I have read over and over and over which I think is one of the greatest signs that a book is really helpful. So, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. You can see it says the 25th anniversary because this book has been around forever and yet the stuff that's in it is so helpful. So it's not really a book as much as it's a workbook and it takes you week by week through things to unpack and challenges to consider to help you become more creative. And the thing is, we're all creative. We all have a version of creativity in our life. So whether you're a photographer, painter, dancer, singer, actor, writer, podcast host, entrepreneur, there's something in here that's gonna be really helpful for you. And this is one of those things that I heard about for years but never picked up. And when I finally did, kicked myself for not understanding it sooner. So if you have never read The Artist's Way, I really want to recommend it to you. And what I hear more often than not is that people have had this on their bookshelf forever but haven't actually opened it. So if that's you, this is your chance to take this as a sign and dig into the work. And also, if you have read The Artist's Way and you love it as much as I do, will you comment below and tell people that it's great or share one of the things that you learned from it that you think will be really helpful to everybody else. Oh my gosh, hold on Jack, I forgot to tell him about something when I was changing into my loungewear. This is the beauty of doing this at my house. I found a product that I'm obsessed with. Obsessed. Are you ready? You might even like this. Not an ad. It's called Everyday Oil, okay? First of all, I need it right now. And it is expensive, expensive, it is expensive, it is expensive. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, is it on the pajamas? Is it on the pajamas? <laughs> no, I need Dawn. Well, I had to change my shirt. 
but it did work out because this is also a new thing that I got that I really love. Um, this is, um, and this is really cool because this is up, upcycled. So this is, you know what, it's fine because we're talking about luxury loungewear and this actually fits in nicely because this is the most expensive sweatshirt I've ever bought in my life. Um, this is a brand called something like I Stole My Boyfriend's Sweatshirt is what it's called. So they take old vintage and then they like add really cool stitching and stitching here. Now let's try this again. It's called Everyday Oil. I'm gonna face the spigot out here. Okay. Now, oil is so good. Do you use oil on your skin, Jack? It's so good, especially this time of year when you're like feeling dry, right? And my skin just sucks it in. I feel like I'm doing an ad for QVC right now. Um, so I, know about this because my boyfriend wears it and he smells so good. It's like strangers will compliment him. They compliment him on his hair because it's amazing and they compliment him on his smell. And um, for the longest time I was like, what is that? And then finally I, um, I discovered the truth. It's this thing called Everyday Oil. So it has, it's all organic, coconut, olive, Jojoba, castor, argon. Shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes. Lavender, geranium, sage, all wild harvested. So this says, the back, the directions are use everyday all over. Everyday oil. It's a little bit hard to find right now because you know people are having like shipping issues, but you know where I get it? If you have one of these, I know they're not everywhere, but um, Sun Life Organic. So they have those in LA, they have some in Austin now. You wanna try some? Okay, so I know, like if you're not used to oil at first, you're gonna be like, oh wait, I don't know. But it, I swear to your skin, is just gonna suck it up. And then in, in the Ayurvedic tradition, um, oil, I don't know if you guys are into Ayurveda, but the oil is, like oil's a really big part of the day and it's a really big ritual. Um, so usually, nobody asks, but I'm gonna tell you, when I get out of the shower, I do, Josie Marin's argon, whipped argon oil. It's like oil, but it's like whipped into like a body sort of lotion butter thing. So I do unscented all over my body. And then I do oil on top of that. So she, but even in that in winter, just sucking it up, y'all. Did you notice that I took my nail polish off? No, you are not. You're not a detail person. Um, you know that nails are a huge deal for me. We've worked together long enough for you to know that. Um, I think I'm over nail polish. Yeah. The, I wish you all had a look at the, at the look that this man just gave me. I can't, I will, kept going, I like couldn't find a color, and then I was like, oh, I can't find a color because I really don't want a color. And P.S., I looked all over YouTube for a video about how do you navigate from um, having gel nails to going natural. Because women who have like really beautiful natural nails, it, it's so, I admire them so much, but now I realize like they work on that. So um, I'm in the middle of a transition, Jack. How do we feel about it? It feels fine, right? My hands are still pretty. I have nothing to do with anything, but I just felt like you needed to know. In case people are like, wait, where'd her nail polish go? That's where it went taking a breather. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you got a chuckle. I hope you heard something interesting. I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, be kind to yourself, be kind to podcast hosts that you love, and subscribe to our show or our channel so that you get a notification every single time we post a new episode. And until I meet up with you next week, remember, seriously, 
If nobody said this this week, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. We had grown into absolutely different people. And the people that we were, this is like removing everything else. Just the individual people that we were, we didn't work at all. And not only did we not work, but it was like our existing as our actual selves was hurtful to the other person. That was another thing that I think, I've talked about this a little bit, but I really, I really can't stress it enough is it's, I saw this thing in like a psychology report of relationships. And one of the like warning signs was your partner believes you to be a different person than you actually believe that you are. And I think that was very true, but also that my partner wanted the girl that he married. And I do use the word girl on purpose. He wanted a girl who was so excited to be married and to be his wife and to have a house and to have babies. And if that's your dream, that is freaking amazing. And that was my dream. And I love it. But I want more in my life than that. And the more that I aspired to or the more that I tried, the more problems we had, period. Like any, respectfully, like everybody has their truth and their version of a story. But the more that I, if I wanted to write a book, if I wanted to have a podcast, if I wanted to do a conference, all of those things, every time I tried to do something new or had a new every time that created problems. Because every time I did something new, it was another sign that I was new or that I was evolving or that I wasn't the same person. And when we change, if you're with someone who's not changing at the same pace or isn't changing in the same way, it's not wrong, but it is going to create friction. There's a scripture in the Bible that says two oxen can't be unevenly yoked. If you imagine um, a yoke like that goes around the back of uh, oxen who would plow the fields, right? They'd put this wooden, it's called a yoke, they'd put them over their back. And if one of the oxen was smaller than the other, then that yoke would be at an angle. You can't be unevenly yoked. So you can't have one person who's growing at a rapid pace and the other one who's growing but not as fast or who's growing, trying to keep up or growing in a different, it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Couples grow and evolve together all the time. But if one of them is moving and changing and the other isn't, it's going to create issue. And I genuinely don't believe that who I am today is, or who I was two or three years ago, is who he wanted to be married to. And so all the friction then comes from me believing like that in order to make this person happy, I need to act like who I was as a teenager at 19 or 20 years old. 
So I need to go back in time, you know, 15 years. I need to lose all of those pieces in order to make him feel good, to make him feel, you know, like a man. And I tried, freaking tried, man, for a long time. But every once in a while, that like who I was would peek out. That authentic self comes out in my work. It comes out in my books. It comes out on podcasts. It comes out in a conference or standing on stage. And not to sound like a douche lord, but I'm really confident. If you've seen me on stage ever, you've come to conference before, I'm not a wilting violet. I'm not small. I'm not, I'm very strong and assured of myself. And you and I both know, guys, that's going to rub some dudes the wrong way. And I think in theory, like a lot of men in theory are like, that's badass, him included. But it doesn't mean that's who he wants to be married to. And so there's just this underlying tension, right? And the flip is true too. Like I, my greatest value in life, my greatest value is growth. And it means at times that I find myself in tension and in pain. But if you called your shot and you said, hey, universe, hey, God, I want to grow. I want to evolve as a human being. There's one way to do that. And it's through discomfort. So if my greatest value is growth and his greatest value is certainty, I'm going through human human needs, a little psychology for you if you're not familiar. If his is certainty and mine is growth, we're always going to be in opposition. And then there's just this twisted thing that happens where you fall into a routine of trying to make it work and trying to make it fit. And it just sort of never does. And that was a huge sign was, and I want to say this to you, you can be the best of friends and you can have a relationship that is pretty good and that people from the outside, and honestly, maybe that feels good for you because you want companionship. There's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't just want companionship. I wanted the freedom to be myself. That's what I wanted more than anything. And when I made the decision to end my marriage, it never occurred to me that I would fall in love again. I for sure thought I would make out with people again. That was a big plan that didn't come to fruition, by the way. But it never, it wasn't ever like, oh, if I wasn't inside of this relationship, I could go find another one. That would, that, nope, it didn't, that was not even in my con- consciousness. In fact, I heard a quote that is that perfectly sums it up which is going to sound, if there's dudes listening to this, this is going to sound so jacked. But man, this is real. (laughs) I heard this quote when I was going through divorce that said, it takes a really good man to be better than no man at all. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my Lord. I, I didn't want someone else. I just wanted to be able to be myself and not feel like I was getting in trouble for it. And I also really wanted to know what it would feel like if I just 
only was having to take care of myself and my kids instead of myself, my kids, and another adult. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. 